The Overwhelm is Optional podcast is for you if you want to quit the struggle with overwhelm, you want to live life to the full, you don't want to compromise your health and relationships in order to have well-paid, satisfying, meaningful work. You want it all on your terms. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. I'm your host Heidi Mark from HeidiMark.co.uk and this week I'm, oh I'm so excited about this week's episode. In general though I'm really excited because it's spring and this is when I seem to be bubbling over with excitement in my life. Anyway, this week's episode is all about why it's so important to develop a practice. Oh, there goes my printer. Shh, hush now, printer. I'm podcasting. Excuse me. Yeah, so this week's all about why it's so important to develop a practice that enables you to control your attention. So that's what that's what I'm going to be talking about. I could do an entire series on this because it's so, so important. But before we get into this week's show, I just want to do some little updates about what it's like um, when you start to create a life that works for you. So for me, and then I'm going to give you an example from a amazing client who I just want to celebrate completely anonymously, as usual, um, because being able to sort yourself out in private secretly is well that's how that's how I work I get it completely get it but I'm going to share a client it's not even a win it's like a massive huge thing to celebrate and I just want to share that with you so yeah there's two things there there's me and what I'm up to as I more and more deeply create a life that works for me so I originally I think actually I've always been rebellious and rejected. Well, I have always been rebellious and rejected the idea that um, to have what you want, you have to sacrifice what you want. Because that's what it's about, really, isn't it? It's this bizarre conundrum where we're taught from a very young age that if we want to be happy and have choice and freedom, um, i.e. the things that success gives us, then we need to sacrifice those things. But what happens is they don't become a temporary sacrifice. We get stuck in this whole, okay, in order to have what I want, I have to keep my head down, work really hard, you know, not not move my body as much as I need to, not have as much fun, not have as much free time, maybe often have a lot less sleep, certainly a lot less, just that living, you know, that quality, delicious, just pottering and being and doing the things that you always have wanted to do that just keep getting pushed down the list or aren't even on the list because what's the point you're waiting for this busy period to end you're waiting for this goal to be achieved so that then you can do all the things and live all live in all the ways you want to live and it's not your fault. It wasn't my fault, although I felt it was my fault for a long time that I'd messed up, that I should have known better, you know, particularly for me, because I'd spent the first half of my life deliberately avoiding getting stuck in what I saw as this success trap. And then I got stuck in the success trap. (laughs) So for me, it was like, oh, Heidi, for goodness sake, this is exactly what you didn't want. I didn't want to be the kind of person who prioritizes life over, uh, not life, work over everything else. I wanted, I've always been the kind of person who believes in a really, living a really full, rich life. And that yes, works part of that, but not in the way that, I don't know, it just seems to be getting worse and worse, doesn't it? This getting through work, getting through stress, getting stuff done, holding everything together, pushing through overwhelm, severe life crushing overwhelm. Yes, you can have busy times, but I don't see why they need to be overwhelming. And what I mean by that is, well, exactly that. Like, yes, we have busier times and and less busy times. But the problem is, is we tend to view busy times as as by necessity involving periods that are difficult, as in we kind of have to push through. And I really want to question that because what if we don't have to do that, but we think we do and therefore we end up doing it? Because a lot of the way 
we experience life is is through our beliefs, isn't it? If we think that overwhelm is part of life, then it's going to be part of life. If we think to have what we want, we have to sacrifice things, then that's what we're going to do. But what if we don't? What if we turn this on its head? And that's that's my experiment is to create a life that works for me, which means for me, and I don't know what it means for you, but for me and my clients, it means having work that is deeply satisfying and fulfilling and pays well so we can have the life we want. But on top of that, we want the life we want. We don't want to sacrifice the life, the actual living of that life in order to get and maintain this success because it doesn't work. It's a nonsense, isn't it? It's a nonsense to have the work you want when you can't have the life you want. It just it just doesn't make sense. And it a lot of us seem to get stuck in this. So that's what I've been experimenting with. That's what I set out to do. So first of all, for me, I had to heal my body and my mind from from burning out. So burnout's really serious. I mean, I was just, you can't really explain the tiredness of, of burnout. I don't think, I think unless you've been there, it's very difficult to explain it. And then for me, it was almost, it was all also the emotional thing of just the shame of it, you know, like the the regret and shame and embarrassment and the huge lack of confidence. Oh my goodness, I lost so much confidence. And even in that state, I had to set up my business because I needed to earn money. Um, And also, actually, I wanted to set up my business. I was really, really excited. You know, I actually set it up before I burnt out because I was trying to do the sensible thing, you know, have the financial security and just gradually reduce my hours while I set up my business. I wasn't completely you know wild disruption kind of like I'll just leave and set up my business no I had I had a plan but it it went drastically wrong because of the work environments I worked in and because of the state I was in and and how I just couldn't make that work so I've I've spoken about this many times before on on the podcast and I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole story now because it's not really important right now what's important is I've noticed that actually there's this time lag. I don't know if you are aware of this in your in your own experience, and, and it's very much linked to this where we place our attention. So for me, what I realized was because I'm because business is always growing and changing, in fact, because life is always growing and changing, there isn't a standing still point. So we aim for something. And then we feel like when we reach that something, everything will be okay. But what actually happens is we we don't often notice that we have reached there because we're always wanting more. So then you could get into the whole, well, if I didn't keep wanting more, I would be happy. And I thought that for a long time. I thought if I could settle and want less, then I would be happy. But I don't I no longer believe that to be true because I now am starting to understand this this thing about we want more because we're growing and expanding and that's a good thing and the trick is to notice where you are now and be fully involved in where you are now and love as much of you as you can about where you are now and this is this is an this is part of controlling your attention and what i've noticed for myself and also for my clients is that we don't we there's a time lag between reaching a period of success or something that needs that needs to be noticed that would be beneficial to be noticed either something that's just gone like like a habitual stress pattern um confidence that's gained or it could be you've settled into a new job and it really really works but you haven't quite noticed how well it works and how different things are and the danger is if we don't notice then we then we're always stuck in that never feeling successful so this this Pushing to be successful by sacrificing the very things we want to create with that success is the bonkers conundrum we find ourselves at this point in history. Um, wherever you are in the world, if you know if that's how things are in your society, I guess that's why you're listening to the podcast. It's certainly how things are um, for us here in um, England, in the UK. So I just want to challenge that by saying. It is possible, I'm doing it, my clients are doing it, to rearrange this version of success so that you get to feel 
the success, the freedom, the ease, the health, the good sleep, the being able to have this satisfying work, but then switch off. So switch on at work and be super focused at work and then switch off and really have a life, really have a rich life. Now, this isn't a sudden thing. It's not like you suddenly go, yeah, now I've got it. So I'm not saying like my life is perfect and I've got it all sussed. What I'm saying is um, when I each time I take stock, which I do regularly because of this time lag of not realising how far I've come and, and how much there is around me to celebrate because everything's a moving feast all the time. So what I've noticed because I've been doing a lot of this um, recently is that I have a lot of time to myself and I have a lot of energy and I didn't realise that. I mean, I realised it in incremental bits, but I suddenly realised <laughs> that I have I have time to do things, even this year compared to last year. So here in England, it's spring, which is my favourite time of year. Um, it's my birthday next week, so I'm super excited. I love my birthday. I love spring. I find spring... I mean, I love all the seasons, but I find spring really magical. Every day in the garden, something has changed. And already this spring, I have, you know, planted seeds that need to be planted before this time. So I'm ahead or I'm on time with my gardening. And that's that wasn't happening. That was a struggle before. And now it's just like, well, it's just done. <laughs> It's done. There's these little baby tomato plants coming up and they just, every day I look at them and they've changed and I'm getting to, not only have I done that, but I'm experiencing their magic and growth alongside them. And that for me is really important. That that watching plants grow is something that fills me. So it's very nourishing my life at the moment. That doesn't mean everything's perfect. It means that I have I have done what I set out to do, which is create a life where I get moments like that, where I get to do the things that were getting shoved to the bottom of the to do list, because it's not that important, is it? When you're really, really busy growing your own vegetables from seed, that's not an emergency. That's a nice to have. But the thing is, those nice to have things, however small they are, if if that's something you really want to do, then it does matter because it's personal to you. And those things, those magical things, that's what life is about. We don't work really, really hard to have a life where we never get to experience those moments of magic. That's not the point. The point is not to get through. The point is to have the space in your head to think, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. And actually, I can do it. I can make that happen and it's not that hard. So, yeah, I just wanted to share with you that I've really noticed increasingly and it should be. That's my point is that it's a it's a spiral path, that it's this gradual incremental increases in for me, energy, um, more time for myself. And more importantly, the feeling of more time for myself, the feeling that those magical moments are more and more easy to, to allow to happen to create. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not having busy times or difficult times in my personal life. You know, that doesn't mean that my business is easy to grow because, you know, this is the first time we run a business. So there's loads to learn, even, you know, this many years in, there's still more to learn. There's always more to learn. There's always more to do. But it means that I'm able to make it work for me because I've I'm controlling my attention. I'm really listening to my body and I'm really allowing my heart to guide me. I'm allowing that magic, that magical feeling in more and more and more. So I just wanted to share that because it's super exciting. It's so wonderful on a, in a really easy, simplistic way to get to a stage where you can say, actually, yes, my life is working for me. And Woohoo! <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you. And then I want to share with you this amazing, amazing woman who I can't, obviously I'm not going to say too much about because this is an anonymous story. But 
yeah, I'm I'm so excited to share just the difference, the difference between being in work that was quite literally crushing her. Um, it was really difficult for her to get through and it was taking over, it was leaking, that stress and overwhelm was leaking into her weekend so that she would wake up on a Saturday morning just feeling, Ugh. you know, so she'd have these plans, you know, she has a partner who loves her, she has a dog, she has a house, she has a successful job, but it just wasn't working for her because the stress and overwhelm of work was stealing the rest of her life. So the thoughts were just, you know, in just taking over, you know, when you just can't be present with those you love, you keep missing moments because your mind is just full and it's full of kind of rubbish, you know, like, oh, I need to do all of those things and I need to be better at all of that. And what's wrong with me? Why why have other people got energy at the weekend? You know, what's wrong with me? And she noticed this and then, you know, we started working together and just the last coaching session of just you know going through so what I love about coaching is the the space it gives you to reflect and and to see yourself you know we it's very difficult to see ourselves coaching's such a precious thing I absolutely I'm so passionate about coaching really good quality integral lovingly held space you know like real good coaching not I, I struggle because I have a real issue with the coaching industry when it's like, I don't know, if it's kind of bashy and makes you feel inadequate or like you can't do anything without a coach or that cookie cutter approach where you just get the same as everyone else. And I've, I've been coached before when it's like obvious people are going through a system of questions rather than really, I don't know, I just, I really struggle with the coaching industry, but I'm really passionate about coaching. and. That's why I'm, I'm that's one of the many reasons I believe that I'm a really good coach, because it's really important to me how it's done and, and that it's very personal and that it's bespoke, always bespoke. So anyway, I'm having this coaching session and um, I asked questions because it was obvious that things were better than she was able to see. So a bit like I've just been saying, things are better than I was able to see until I I mean, I coached myself through that bit because I was just. I don't know, it just came to me. Um, but that's how my mind works because I'm a coach and I geek out on this stuff. Anyway, she's now in work that, um, so she didn't, it's interesting because most people inside Get Your Life Back, I've, I've really started to notice this. So Get Your Life Back is an inside job. It's not about making huge changes on the outside because that's really, that adds to your overwhelm. So the, and it, everything's an inside job. You know, once we, learn to love ourselves and we look at our patterns that are creating the overwhelm and the frustration and the exhaustion, that's powerful. If we just try and fix it from the outside, that's going to be temporary. And it's also going to be quite hard work in general. Or you quit like I did and you lose too much. So that's not acceptable either. So inside Get Your Life Back, that 12-week boot camp, which is pretty much a gentle rebel training, um, that um, that allows you to, oh, the changes are enormous. Anyway, I'm not going to go into all of that now, but it's truly transformative. And what's really interesting is watching people because, because there's nine months of coaching afterwards. It's watching people and it seems that about the three month mark, possibly several people just start going, oh, I'm going to change my work, which I find really, really interesting. Um, but in this case, this amazingly lovely, lovely woman, she didn't change um, careers. She just moved sideways. And I love this because I think it's a really simple example of not having to make huge changes. And she did it over time. So she reduced the hours in one um, in one place and then recovered and, and did all this internal work of discovering who she was and what she wanted and what her and re, this is really important discovering what her non-negotiables were and then that allowed her to then when she started um working in another place to negotiate <laughs> on i was so proud of her when she said about what she negotiated in terms of um holiday and hours like literally she would have turned down the new position 
if they hadn't met her demands. And yet she's the most like gentle person who previously was being, you know, like used as in like we all are when we're lovely in organisations and we become the go-to person to get things done because we don't want to let anyone down. So she, and it's not that she's not lovely anymore. This is what I love. So she's just lovely, but she's just as lovely, but she gets to be herself. And she was able to gently say, no, that's that's not what I want. I want more than that. And I, I just love this because it was so gently powerful and it was such a beautiful way to do that, to, to create a life that works for her. So, yeah, so now she she gets to keep the work that she loves and she gets to do it in a way that really, truly works for her. And I cannot tell you what a joy that is to hear somebody saying, yeah, I have more energy, you know, I can be present, I can have my weekends, I can cope with this, you know, it, it's just so joyful. So it is completely possible for you, I believe, to move from feeling like you're struggling with overwhelm and and that exhaustion when you just, oh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? So frustrating. It's completely possible for you to quit that struggle and create a life that works for you. Absolutely. It's completely possible for you to move from you know, having reached this level of success, but just not really feeling that success to keep that level of success and feel it, feel successful, feel proud of yourself to actually start doing and living the the life that you wanted, the life you've worked so hard for. I completely and utterly believe that's possible for you. So if you want to work with me, um, I'm super excited because I've been, as I said, I've been reviewing everything I'm doing and celebrating how far I've come. And I now have the energy and the space and the expertise, the, you know, just and, and the like geeking out on you if you are this kind of person, my kind of person to now open up a few more one-to-one coaching spots and I'm so excited about this and I can't wait I'm really curious to know who will these lovely women be because I only work with lovely people (laughs) that's one of my non-negotiables you think that's a bit fluffy no it's not I only work with lovely people it was funny because I was doing a coaching session last week and a client said to me oh I'm so sorry I'm a bit down today or something like that uh it must be so, so hard how do you just listen to other people talking about themselves all day I'm like because it's my joy, because it makes me happy. Anyway, I love, love, love coaching. And I have reached a stage where, yeah, I'm ready to take on a few more. Obviously, I can't have loads of one-to-one clients because it's impossible, um, which is why I also have Get Your Life Back, which is a group coaching program. But I'm super excited. So if it sounds to you like you might be looking for a coach like me, then please, 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 book a discovery call. The link is underneath this podcast or you can just go straight to heidimark.co.uk forward slash work with me. I'm updating that page at the moment so that I can go ta-da, look, Um, but it's not done yet because it takes time. And I'm not going to not make this offer to you even though um, the page isn't perfect. First of all, it'll never be perfect. But secondly, that would be remiss of me because if you're struggling and you've been listening to this podcast thinking, woohoo, this is this is what I've been looking for. This makes me feel good. I want to know more. Then please, please, please do book a discovery call. Um, The discovery call works as a coaching session. So I hold space for you. I listen to you, which is such a valuable thing. And then we between us work out would we be a good fit together so it's it's never about uh persuasion or selling to you or anything i only work with people who i genuinely feel we would work well together and yeah and then you get to decide so anyway on with today's show which is completely linked to everything i'm saying so A gentle rebel controls their attention. What's a gentle rebel? So a gentle rebel is the name I'm giving to us. Those of us who choose to reject 
what I've been talking about, that the version of success, which is just a complete nonsense because you don't get to actually feel successful. So a gentle rebel commits to herself first, to living her life her way. She controls her attention. She listens to her body and she connects to her heart to find her way of living. So the controlling of the attention is really, really important. And here's why. Where you place your attention is quite literally your experience of your life. That's it. That is your life, where you place your attention. So if you want to feel happier, if you want to feel like you have more time, if you want to feel more successful, if you want to feel more at ease, everything that you want is really important how you are using your attention, where you are allowing your attention to be. Now, this is a ninja skill. No kidding. Like this is why people go and sit in a cave for years to meditate is one of the reasons it's not easy to control your attention and the inability to control our attention is what creates overwhelm when we get stuck in our head because our thoughts are pulling at our attention all the time and this constant fake emergency you must do this you should be better at this blah, 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 blah. this will happen if you don't did I say the right thing to that person like that's overwhelm so the ability to control your attention gets you out of overwhelm immediately but it's not an easy thing to do it's not an easy thing to do because the mind the human mind hasn't evolved to be good at controlling its own attention because it's not helpful for survival. So the mind, if you think of the mind as just surviving, you know, it's there for surviving. That's why we get stuck in success as survival instead of success as, well, what we thought we meant by success. So acknowledging this, okay, so my mind is easily distracted but that's okay because it's keeping me safe. So starting from that point, there's nothing wrong with you. This is normal. But if you're somebody who wants a lot out of life and you're lovely and very sensitive, so you don't want to let other people down, i.e. a struggling rebel, then it's even more important for you because you can lose huge chunks of your life getting caught up in that struggle of attention control where your attention is being easily pulled by other people's needs and demands by your own mind nagging you to stop you having you know an, a fake it's a fake emergency so there are real emergencies when we need the attention to be hijacked really really important so if you were actually being attacked by a bear you don't want to be thinking you want to just be able to react. But the problem is, is that we spend all day being attacked by mini bears without knowing it. So the ability to control your attention, to stop reacting, to stop having your mind hijacked by mini bear fake emergencies, that that's just gold. And it's not easy, but it's completely possible for you. And it's a practice. And a gentle rebel knows she is both both perfect and a work in progress. This is really important. And there was I did an episode just a few back, very popular episode. You are perfect and a work in progress. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with you. And the work, in inverted commas, because it's not work as in, oh, it's really hard work. No, it's just a way of being. It's a practice of a way of being. It's a gradually learning to control your attention and letting go of those, the things that come up that are just in your way of the things that you want. So those magical experiences. So so things like uh, gradually allowing self-doubt to go, allowing this, all of the things that come up, which challenge the idea that there's some, that, that you're not fundamentally perfect. All of that is just a letting go, but not a letting go as in a pushing away and a pushing down, a letting go as in to let stuff go, we allow them to be seen. So it's an, it's a, it's an awareness practice. It's, ah, so I have a tendency to get anxious bef before speaking to somebody new. Okay, so that's me. So you allow that to come up. Oh, that's that happens. Noticing it neutrally. 
with love, with self-compassion, with kindness. A gentle rebel admits she's a rebel. She doesn't want what everybody else wants. Well, I don't know what everybody else wants because I'm not really interested. I'm interested in you and me and this gentle rebellion. So if we assume that some people don't get overwhelmed, because like <laughs> everything in the world that you can imagine exists. So I remember thinking about um, animals and like thinking, you know, like when you go to make up an animal. What did I make up? This is years ago. This is me being deliciously childish. I don't know. If you make up an animal, like you think, well, there's definitely not a, um, well, I think I probably did like, there's definitely not a squirrel that can fly. And then I found out there were flying squirrels. So they're like, there's a lot of creatures where you think, no, they're made up. So um, if you just, I just kind of go with the open mind that we don't know everything and just assume that just because I get overwhelmed doesn't mean that everyone else does. So I'm going to assume that there are people going through life who really don't get that bothered by overwhelm. Like they just, they just kind of just like, just like slough it off. It's like they can just, they're just different. <laughs> I don't know why, they're just different. Um, and then there are other people who are really overwhelmed, but don't really care. Well, they care, but it's like they don't, they can't be bothered to do anything about it. But that's not you because you are a rebel. You're like, yeah, OK, so everybody's overwhelmed and complaining about it, but this isn't good enough for me. And I don't want to downsize because I've worked really hard for this. Um, I want I still want my I want my success, but I want my health back and I want my magical life back. My magical moments where I get to watch tomato seeds grow or play with my dog or be present with my partner or remember how to laugh and have fun or I don't know, whatever it is for you, because there's so much, isn't there? So much unexpectedly lovely things in the world that we miss when we're overwhelmed and we're in that, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. The clarity and the freedom from overwhelm is just around the corner. Yeah, how long's that been going on? Okay, so, so controlling your attention really, really matters. Your attention is easily hijacked by your own mind having a light little battle with itself to keep you safe by other people's demands because you care deeply and you don't want to let anyone else down. So it's easy for other people's demands to also just like completely, you know, you were going to have a lunch break and now you're good. Now, for some reason, you seem to be doing a job for somebody else. What happened? Or you come home and you just wanted five minutes to yourself, but for some reason you're doing something for somebody else, even if it's like the dog or a plant or do you know what I mean? It's that constant inability to really feel like you have a choice over your life and where your energy and your attention is going because energy and attention are really closely linked, aren't they? Where you place your attention, well, that's where your energy is going to go. So, and then there's also this whole we live in a society where psychologists have worked out how to steal your attention. And that, I believe, is a misuse of your of of evidence based psychology. It's now used to manipulate you. That's just how things are now. So it started with advertising a long, long time ago. But but adverts used to be in newspapers um, and on billboards. And then they went to television and, and cinema. But now they are just everywhere, aren't they? I mean, we do live in a par just like a crazy universe. I remember when, when the Harry Potter films came out and I thought, oh, that's amazing because their photos move, don't they? Like their family photos are all like the wizards are inside moving. Well, those photos are everywhere now. Like you go to a shopping centre and all of the, the billboards are moved now. You know, it's become more and more sophisticated everything everything is designed to steal your attention so it's never been more important in order to have the life that you want in order to get your life back in order to experience less overwhelm and more joy and more freedom and more clarity and more reason to feel successful you have to learn to control your attention but you but for me and this is why the gentle rebel way is so important it's, it's understanding that it's difficult, but possible, important, but never perfected. Because if we go into this 
as, oh, I must learn to control my attention. There's something wrong with me. I can't control my attention. Why am I rubbish at this? That's not going to work. That's just me giving you something to add to your pressure. I don't want to make you feel inadequate because now you're going, oh, yeah, I'm really rubbish at controlling my attention. I should be better. Stop that right now. Be on your own side. Always be on your own side. So the gentle rebel way is to start by noticing. So are you ready? Step one is notice where your attention is going. And there are two main ways to do this. One is in the moment. So say you're reading something on social media or the news or, you know, online. Notice your feelings. So the way to do this is you've got a, a screen in front of you and your your mind is in the screen. And then move your attention into your feet. So feel your feet on the ground. Maybe allow your belly to soften if it wants to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You're not trying to relax or do anything big here. You're just moving your attention. So what's really good about this is you're already practicing the skill. Can you see? So what I love about my techniques is the practicing of them is also the practice. So you don't have to set out. It's it's not like, you know, when you learn a new skill like, um, I don't know, playing the piano or something like that. And you do you play scales in order to be better at playing the piano. It's not like that because that would be nonsense. You haven't got time for this. You need more happiness now and you need less overwhelm immediately. So the practice of noticing how you feel in the moment that you're distracted by something is twofold. First of all, you're already practicing attention control because you're moving your attention from the screen into your body very purposely. You're practicing neutral noticing. You can use the one minute mark for this, but you can't while you're doing it because you need to make it easier. Like I would practice the one minute mark if you haven't yet got my free audio, the links below or go to heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark. Um, So the one minute mark is my one minute neutral noticing practice audio, which is brilliant for people who are very good at going. I'm going to use it every single day and I'm going to notice what it does. And then you embed it into your life. Um, we, I use it with all my clients. We use it all the time and get, get your life back. Um, it works. It, neutral noticing is the practice of noticing completely neutrally what is going on for you at any moment. So, but when you're actually in the screen, you don't want to be looking for an audio. You want to start. So it's good to practice that if you can. If you can't, don't worry, just do this. So you're looking at the screen and you remember, oh, I need to notice what I'm doing with my attention this week because I've committed to it because it matters. My attention is important. And so then you move your attention away from the screen. You're still staring at the screen. You move your attention. So nobody knows you're doing it. Secret. Ha ha. And you place your attention in your feet. So you're rooting to the ground and then you allow the belly to soften if it wants to. This actually resets the nervous system, but that's not important. The the point here is that you are noticing completely neutrally the effect of whatever you're reading, whatever you're watching. Or if you're in an office situation and you're feeling, I don't know, overwhelmed, you can notice the feeling of the overwhelm. Like, say there's people around you who are being, who just feel too noisy or, or too demanding or you feel pressure or whatever's going on. Taking your attention from this pressure that's coming from your external work environment and into the body. Feel your feet on the ground. You're you're noticing how you feel. Now, the easiest way to notice how you feel is just to notice physical sensations in the body because your body's always with you. And also because your body probably needs some attention, right? If you've been sat at a desk for ages, it's really helpful to go, yeah, I've probably been sat here for a bit long, you know, because we tend to notice too late, don't we? We tend to notice when we've finished our work and we get up and we go to make some coffee, we go, oh my God, my neck hurts. I've been sat too long. Whereas well, getting into the habit of, of drawing your attention into your body. So the secondary benefit of learning to control your attention is that you will also start to know, notice the signals from your body, which are there to help you. But that's the sidetrack extra benefit. And you don't need to worry about it because the good thing about this practice is you don't have to try hard and you don't have to think about what you're trying to achieve. You're not trying to achieve anything other than to notice where your attention is going and how it makes you feel. So you can do that in the moment 
and or you can do it at the end of the day or anyone, you know, you've got a few minutes and scrap of paper or your journal and do some messy journaling. So it, for me, it would go like this. I really noticed that I spent too long today on Instagram and I got stuck in a bit of a rabbit hole and I didn't feel very good afterwards. I felt a bit down afterwards. Or I noticed today that I spent too much time uh, reading the news, which is for me is not something I normally do because it doesn't make me happy. And believe me, having spent years ignoring the news, it will filter through. I don't know how, but it always reaches you. <laughs> so and there's research on, you know, the problem with reading the news and happiness and mental health and stuff. So it's, that's up to you. I've, I did a previous episode about why reading the news isn't great for us. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I got sucked in a bit of a news reading thing and it, I didn't feel very good. I felt really kind of heavy and drained afterwards. So it's, and then the really important thing here is to keep your noticing neutral. So if, if you you might then notice, oh, then the mind is coming in with, well, you're a bit rubbish. Well, why did you let that happen? That's a bit silly. You're not very good looking after yourself. You're not very good at being a gentle rebel. Naggy, naggy, naggy. So then you can notice that as well, but then notice that neutrally as well. So we don't, what we're trying to do is catch any judgment, keep it neutral at any stage. So it's also not worth getting into a fight with your mind and deciding your mind's a bit naggy or only if you can call it naggy in a loving way. Oh, it's a little bit naggy. Sorry, mind, I'm not going to listen to you at the moment. It's different than, oh my God, I have terrible thoughts. Why am I so hard on myself? <sighs> Don't be down on yourself. Neutral noticing. Keep it neutral. So you, you can notice the noticing. You can notice the noticing of the noticing. You can notice the noticing of the noticing of the noticing. You can do what you want, but keep it neutral and treat it all as just useful information. So in step one, what you're doing for a few days is you're noticing where your attention goes and how it makes you feel. Because it's useful information. The reason it's useful, lots of reasons it's useful, it's self-awareness, it's getting to know you personally better, and only you have the answers for yourself. This is really important. So yes, I have the gentle rebel way and I have get your life back and I have my one to one coaching and I have my philosophy behind that based on the idea that you are both perfect and a work in progress. And I have tools and techniques to help you. But all of it, all of it is designed to reconnect you to yourself. To find your way because you are unique and only you know. So for me, it's about guiding you back to yourself so that you can live your life your way. So all gentle rebels are living their life their way. There isn't a gentle rebel way of living your life. There's a gentle rebel way of, of finding out how to live your life. Does that make sense? Very empowering, deeply transformational, very, very empowering. So step one is notice neutrally where your attention's going and how it makes you feel. Step two is notice what the effect is. The bigger effect. What's the impact of where your attention is going? So you just notice for a few days or even for one day, just notice and gather all of that information up and then sit back from it and go, oh, is this what I want? And if it's not, so there'll be bits that, that you do want and there'll be probably quite a lot that you don't want because our mind is hijacked by a negative bias in order to keep us safe. So our mind is more likely to notice alarming advertising telling us there's something wrong with us that needs fixing or alarming headlines of which that's the majority in the news because that's how our minds work. If, if a news headline or a magazine headline or any, you know, advertising anything wants to grab your attention, it's going to go for the negative. It's going to make you feel anxious or inadequate in order to sell you something or just or not even necessarily to sell you anything, but in order to get your attention, because it's like the bear. So, <laughs> you know, it's really important that if there's a bear in front of you, you notice it and then you react immediately. So everything that's trying to grab your attention tends to do it in that way because it works. Whether it has good intentions or bad intentions. That's how your mind works. So you knowing that is really helpful because then you can say, 
ah, so my attention's been hijacked by that because that's my mind keeping me safe. But that's not what I want because that makes me feel miserable, overwhelmed. And it's frustrating because then I don't really get to be present with my partner when I come home. And I don't really get to enjoy my evening because my mind's just overloaded by all of this stuff. And just noticing that, what impact is it having on you when you don't control your attention or you don't practice an attempt to, to learn to control it? Because as soon as you know that, as soon as you've got the impact of that, you get just how precious your attention is. And when you realise how precious your attention is, that motivates you to want to take it back. And you need to understand how precious your attention is. That it matters because you matter. Because how you are in the world matters. How you feel how you get to live, how much you get to enjoy your life, it matters. And by really noticing, just taking stock over the next few days of where your attention goes and how it makes you feel. And a really nice thing to do as well is see if you can find something that you attend to that makes you feel good. Because what we want is more of that, right? So that could be actually finishing something at work and feeling good which might involve altering your to-do list so that it's possible to finish something and it's possible to feel good. You know, it just allowing for more satisfaction, more joy, more peace, more love, more whatever it is for you. So noticing something that's good. But in general, there's going to be stuff you don't want and you want to control your attention more. So then you need a plan. So the plan is to commit. You can use the morning promise for this. I commit to myself first, my life, my way. And you can put a flavour of this in. There's an episode on the morning promise, just a few back. You can put a kind of feeling in the morning as you do this, an embodiment of, and today I'm going to practice controlling my attention. I'm going to notice where it's going. I'm going to take it back when I can and I'm going to deliberately notice more things that that fill me. And one of the ways to notice more things that fill you is to use unexpectedly lovely things, of which there is also at least one episode on. So unexpectedly lovely things is when you choose to deliberately search for something unexpectedly lovely. So momentary practice on the hour every hour is a great way to do it. Um, So the reason it's unexpectedly lovely is because we get very, very easily kind of like the mind gets a bit kind of blasé about lovely things. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely picture. So, so, you know, it's a lovely flower. That's a lovely sunset. It needs to be something that's a little bit more work for the mind because it stretches it. So deliberately searching for something unexpectedly lovely. It doesn't need to be something new. It could be the same picture, but you've got to find something unexpectedly lovely about it in this moment and just allowing that to fill you. So that retrains your attention onto more good stuff. And who doesn't want more good stuff? Yay! So I'm just going to recap quickly. A gentle rebel commits to practicing. It's always a practice, never perfected. Sometimes you forget, just get back on the wagon. A gentle rebel commits to controlling her attention because she values her attention, because she understands that where her attention goes is her life. And it's also where her energy goes. And it's also a way to get out of overwhelm because you can choose what you're filling your mind with. Now, this doesn't mean that we push away feelings we don't want. We're not talking about pushing away feelings that are uncomfortable where we can allow those to be um, to come to light. Oh, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling a bit sad. I'm feeling a bit um, tired. But then controlling the attention so that the mind doesn't then start attaching disaster stories or adding to your already overwhelmed to-do list with things that will happen and that you will have to do if this terrible thing happens that has been is a story attached to a, a, a feeling so it's the it's not the always being happy it's not the bypassing what's really going on it's quite the opposite it's noticing how you feel 
but it's really noticing where you're choosing to place your attention and then choosing with that knowledge because it's self-awareness, it's knowledge, which is the key to living your life your way. And then choosing to gradually learn how to choose to place your attention on things that are more important to you. And this is how we get um, more of the stuff done that really matters. So the stuff that moves our business forward, the stuff that makes our job more satisfying because we're not stuck in the, um, I'll just get that done in order to keep that ticking over or prevent that happening. We actually start to move forward the bigger projects that bring more satisfaction. Or at home, we also get to do the projects that matter, but we also have those magical moments of just noticing just how damn good parts of our life already are because we've already worked hard for them. So the three steps were step one, notice how you feel. Step two is notice the effect of where you're placing your attention. And step three is plan to control your attention more by increasing what makes you feel good and energized and choosing to ignore some of the stuff that you can ignore easily. Start with the easy stuff. So I really, really hope that you choose to practice this, that you choose to value your attention, start to control your attention, start to take it back from people who don't deserve it. You know, whether it's newspapers, advertisers or draining, toxing people in in the workplace, whatever it is, I don't know. You get to decide. I wish you so much love, so much happiness, so much more you time more time feeling at home in yourself at home in your life thank you for being here if you've enjoyed this please share it with somebody I'd so appreciate it there are so many more people I know who are out there who are looking for this podcast and each time you subscribe or leave a review or share it with somebody well we spread happiness in the world thanks for being here have a great week and I'll see you next week Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If this resonates with you, please use the like, subscribe and share buttons to help other people find their way here too. And please do go to www.heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark with an E to join my mailing list and receive my free one minute life changing audio practice.